The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Well, good morning, and uh, welcome back to Financial Issues. I am obviously not Dan Celia. I'm Shanna Burt. I'm sitting in for Dan Celia today. And today is Wednesday, December the 9th. Dan's traveling this week and taking care of some important business for financial issues. So I will be live with you for the rest of this hour today. Um, If you're watching live, you can see we have a little bit of a technical issue with the camera, but we're going to try to get that fixed at the at the break. So just bear with us. Um, Dan is going to be back on Friday, or at least that's the plan for now. Um, so now's a good time for me to tell you that I am duly li- a duly licensed registered investment advisor and registered rep, and that securities are offered by GA Repl and Company, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, a member of FINRA, and SIPC. So again, we are live now just for the first hour. You can queue up your call if you have a financial question or a comment that you'd like to share. The number here, you can reach us at 610-363-1110. Again, that's 610-363-1110. We're also live on Facebook. So if you're watching us there, you can comment and post a question or a comment, and I'll try to give you a good answer. Or if you're watching or listening on the website, which is uh, financialissues.org, you can post a comment there in the chat box, and we'll do our best to uh, answer that for you. So I'm coming to you today from the great state of Texas. (laughs) Speaking of Texas, I'm sure you've probably heard the news by now about how my great state is leading the way in the battle to save the soul of this nation from a Biden presidency. In a brilliant move, the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, has filed a lawsuit on behalf of the state of Texas against Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And this suit is alleging that they've used the pandemic as an excuse to violate their own state's election laws in the 2020 election. It also alleges that the decisions were made by local officials without the authority to do so. So Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution, remember that old document, the one that our country was founded on, the one that people have died for hundreds of years to defend? Yeah, that one. Well, Article 2, known as the Elector's Clause, mandates that state legislatures, not local election officials or state courts, have the sole authority over the state's election process. The suit alleges that many local precincts did not follow their own state laws for facilitating the 2020 election, and that because that happened in those states, the voters in Texas were negatively affected 
by having their rights violated under the Equal Protection part of the Constitution. And many other states are jumping on board and joining Texas in this Bill of Complaint. So this is the quickest way to get the election problem before the Supreme Court. Because the Supreme Court, get this, has original jurisdiction when lawsuits are filed where a state is suing another state. So the states that are named, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Mich uh, Michigan, must reply and give an answer to the Supreme Court about these allegations made in this bill of complaint by tomorrow. That's Thursday, tomorrow at 3 p.m. They have to give their answer. So what's at stake here? Well, 62 electoral college votes are at stake. If those votes are overturned and given to Trump, he wins. So the suit is seeking one of a couple of remedies. The states can seek new electors by asking the state legislatures to, to appoint them because the original electors didn't do their job right. If that doesn't work, it goes to Congress. Congress decides in the House of Representatives that is controlled by Republicans, 27 to 22. Well, hang on, that doesn't add up to, to 435, does it? No, it doesn't. Because in this case, each state gets one vote. So in this path, Trump wins again. There's still hope. <laughs> you can check out the interview that Jordan Seculo did on Newsmax last night. Uh, Seculo is a member of Trump's legal team and the executive director for the American Center for Law and Justice. He did a great job uh, laying out the details of this lawsuit. And again, that's on Newsmax if you want to go check it out. So how about the bad news about the Supreme Court regarding Pennsylvania? Well, is it really bad news? <laughs> All that happened there is that the Supreme Court rejected an injunction that would prevent Pennsylvania from certifying their election results. The case is still on the docket at the Supreme Court for a merit hearing. The Supreme Court, the justices, will be briefed and have to rule on whether Pennsylvania followed their own laws or if their courts had the right to change the process. This is not bad news to my ears. It was a unanimous decision by the Supreme Court. It means that nine Supreme Court justices, who, by the way, don't all share the same political event, um, agreed, actually agreed, on this ruling, all nine of them. It tells me that they are setting aside their own personal beliefs to make rulings to defend and uphold what is written in the U.S. Constitution. Hey, there's a novel idea. This reaffirms my trust in the Supreme Court to do what they pledged to do for our country. If you're a partner and you haven't seen the prayer on the partner page, please go there now. Uh, Dan has been asking us for weeks to pray for the Supreme Court uh, because he has been saying for weeks that this, is, that this important decision would end up right there at the Supreme Court. And it looks like he was right again. So we're going to be taking some calls in this segment. The number, if you want to get your, 
your call queued up is 610-363-1110. Um, if you call in now, looks like we've got one caller coming into the queue. But if you call in now, we've still got plenty of time to take your, your calls, which we'll be doing live just here until the end of the first hour. Uh, we're also going to be taking some social media questions. So I've got one up there from yesterday that I didn't get a chance to get to, and it was from Ryan. And he says, hello, uh, my daughter is 26 years old, self-employed. She grosses $60,000 a year. Would she be better to consider a Roth or a SEP? Well, Ryan, uh, in my opinion, I think she would be better off going with the Roth because she's in a relatively low tax bracket now. I'm of the opinion that taxes are going to be higher in the future than what they are today. And because a Roth account is a type of qualified account, meaning that it was created by law, the stroke of a pen with Congress, Congress can change it with the stroke of a pen. So we may not always have the Roth option available to us. And it seems to be the better one. With the SEP, she could get more money put in and get a tax deduction. But again, my I would rather see her go with the Roth, at least for now. So we're going to be coming up on a break here. We've got 40, 45 more minutes here left in the first hour. So cue your call up or send us a question on social media. And we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt. I'm sitting in for Dan Celia today, at least for the rest of this uh, first hour. So we do have a full board. We're going to take some calls. We're going to get to some social media questions. I do need to tell you that I'm a duly licensed registered rep and investment advisor and securities are offered through GA Repl and Company, a registered broker, dealer and investment advisor, a member of FINRA and SIPC. So um, queue up your call. Well, never mind. We got a full board. We'll take some calls. And I uh, just wanted to pick up on my the thoughts that I had in the first segment. We did have some, some technical issues during the second segment, but we're back live now. But I wanted to ask, you know, did you hear about all the radical Trump su supporters that were looting and rioting and burning in the major cities across the nation last night because they were protest protesting the election? No, <laughs> of course you didn't because it didn't happen. We don't act like that. We don't act like overgrown, spoiled brat children pitching adult-sized temper tantrums because we didn't get our way. We don't go out and attack people and destroy their property and steal their stuff. We don't do that. This is how we fight our battles. We pray. By the way, if you haven't checked out the prayer that I mentioned on the partner page, uh, we're asking everyone to pray and pray consistently, specifically for the Supreme Court. Go check out the commentary. So we protest peacefully. You've seen the, the MAGA rallies. You've seen all of the people come out and support and uh, wanting our votes counted and our voices heard. We use the law. You've heard about all the lawsuits that are filed, the evidence, 
that the election was not done properly. And we use the Constitution to prove our case about what is right and true. Yes, we know it's not popular to keep our cool, to trust our God, to seek out evidence and use the law to restore our government to what is right and what was intended when it was founded, when our country was founded as one nation under God. I know we should be crying and screaming at the sky and breaking the law and violating other people's rights, cheating at the polls and anything else that we can think of, no matter if it's right or wrong, because all that really matters is that we get our way, right? No, that's not how we do it. <laughs> We're going to go to some calls. Let's see. We've got uh, Joe in Kansas. Hi, Joe. Are you there? I don't have Joe. Yes. Yes. Hello. I have Hello. Joe. <laughs> okay, good. Hi, Shanna. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Um, we appreciate, I appreciate all that you guys do, uh, especially Dan and, uh, and, uh, God bless you and, uh, ditto to everything you just said, um, Thank you. on your commentary. Amen. Um, my question is I'm, I'm 69, my wife's 67 and I had a financial planner and I finally have gotten the confidence to just take care of, uh, do it myself with, uh, with, uh, Dan's uh, teaching and, and leadership. But anyways, my question is he, my former, uh, uh, Christian financial planner had me in, uh, some American funds. And so I know listening to Dan that it's time to get rid of them. And I was curious, I probably got about, oh gosh, maybe about 17,000 in those. And, and I do have some Timothy. I'm following Dan's um, 65 and up um, layout allocation model. And so I'm wondering if I should just move some of those funds, that money, that cash at this time, since it's freeing up as I'm selling them off into uh, my Timothy Israel and, and the high, the ETFs and uh, fixed income and stuff. Yeah. You know, American funds is a, is a company that I used to use a lot as an advisor uh, before I learned about biblically responsible investing. And as I stumbled across Dan's program one day and heard the term biblically responsible investing, I, I made a journey to find out what that was. And of course, I became convicted much like, like you have now to do something different because, you know, we just don't want our money going to support those causes that grieve the heart of the Lord. And, you know, as I started to review the American funds that, that I owned and that, that I had used for my clients for years, I realized that we were supporting some, some things that didn't line up with our Christian values. So I want to commend you for making that decision to honor the Lord. You can never go wrong when you're honoring the Lord. So as far as following the strategy, you know, I think there's a little bit of a pause right now while we wait on getting the election results solidified and, and finding out where we're, which direction we're moving as a, as a country. 
the political environment, I mean, I know a lot of people think, well, what does the political environment have to do with finances? <laughs> well, it has a lot to do because they make a lot of decisions about a lot of financial uh, things that impact us. Um, for years and years when I was in the business, Dan was the first financial guy that I actually heard that said politics matters. You know, for years and years and years, the people that that we listened to said, eh, politics doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. You know, things are going to happen as they happen. But I never thought that was quite right. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Dan confirmed that. So I would take a little bit of a pause right now. Um, you know, look at the allocation models, kind of get an idea of where you're going to go. You could do one of two things. Just keep watching the commentary site for kind of a, a green light. We're kind of on a yellow light right now as Dean gives the, the go ahead to finish out that model. Um, the other strategy that you could use that is always a great one is to dollar cost average in. So, mm, you know, okay. what you would do there is you would divide up the money that you have. You know, let's say that you've got $6,000 to put in. Um, look out over the next six months, divide it by $1,000. And each month on the same date, put that thousand dollars in. If we oh, okay. experience right. a pullback in the market, you can accelerate that plan. Um, but doing it that way is first and foremost going to take the emotion out of it for you. It's going to be a predetermined decision that you make. And, you know, if the market goes straight up from here for the next six months, well, you got a sixth of it in at the low, which would be to, you know, today if that scenario played out. If the market is much lower in six months, well, you still got a sixth of the money in at a low price. So, you know, one of two things you can you can wait till we till you get the green light um, from Dan, or you could start a, a systematic plan to go in. Okay, excellent. I, I gee, that didn't even cross my mind to do that. Um, yeah, I, it really I, does take okay. the emotion out of it. Okay. And and one thing I wanted to do in complimenting you both is that uh, peace of mind. Um, <laughs> ever since I've been uh, following Dan uh, and you, the peace of mind is something that uh, I've definitely enjoyed <laughs> when it comes to finances. <laughs> well, I certainly godly. can't take credit for that, and I know Dan wouldn't either. Um, <laughs> I hear him say all the time that that peace is the peace that comes from the Lord, and it's the peace that comes from knowing that you've honored God and trusted in his promise that those who honor him, he will honor. Okay. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> I, I do. Well, thanks. I do have one. Well, Go if ahead. I can, I have one other short little question um, on the allocation model. And as I said, I'm in the 65 uh, plus anyways, uh, I have the, the, the uh, defense um, strategies, Timothy, TTDIX. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That that one particular um, those letters, I cannot get that thing to work correctly on my model. And so, would you recommend something? I've deleted it and brought it back, and deleted it and brought it back. Yeah, make sure you've got no hot. spaces in there, um, no dots, and then. I'll take a look at it uh, at the break and I'll see if I can can find the right symbol for you if there's an error or if, uh, you know, but 
you're doing a good thing taking it out and trying to put it back and see if it if it works in there but the tracker's okay. a, a great tool to help you stay on track too oh yeah i love it i love it okay well, well uh bless you. you merry christmas and appreciate everything you do and uh god continue to bless you thank you joe thanks for calling have a great day bye-bye bye-bye let's go to uh we're going to be going to break here shortly so uh, you know, I just like to take a minute to expand on on what Joe said. If you're following a strategy and you have faith in that strategy, the most important thing that you can do is stick to it and have discipline because you can have the best strategy in the world. But if you don't implement it and you don't stick to it, it's guaranteed to fail for you. So we're going to come back. We've got uh, the last segment in the first hour is going to be live. And then we're going to be uh, switching over to some best of financial issues. So if you want to post up your question in social media, you can watch us live on Facebook, post your question there. You can watch or listen live um, on the website. There's the phone app and you can post your questions on the website. And we, ha we do have one open slot if you want to call in. Not sure that we'll get to all the questions. But the phone number here at the ministry is 610-363-1110. And we'll be back after these messages. Opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Well, welcome back to Financial Issues. And of course, I'm not Dan Celia. I'm sitting in for Dan today. I am Shanna Burt and uh, I'm a financial advisor and in a registered investment rep. Uh, securities are offered by GA Repl and Company, a member of FINRA and SIPC. A registered broker dealer and investment advisor and of course my opinions are my own uh, so we'll give that little disclaimer there so I want to open this segment this last segment that I'm going to be here today uh, with a little bit of talk about giving you know in the Bible it says that the Lord loves a joyful giver and if you've struggled with understanding this uh, like I have listen to how the Lord explained it to me I was thinking of Christmas this morning. You know, it's that time of year. We've got, what, 16 days left. And the thing about preparing a gift is that you spend time thinking about the recipient. What do they like? What would they really love to get? You long to see that look of excitement and joy on their faces when they receive their gift. And when it comes to... Um, thinking about that you're trying to think of the, the, the perfect gift idea so if that finally comes to you and some time passes between the time that you get the gift and you actually get to give the gift to the person think of the anticipation and the excitement that builds as you're preparing to give that gift this happens to me as I'm getting gifts for my children and then Christmas morning comes and you get to the moment when you present your gift to the people that you love 
and you get to see their faces and the joy that they have when they unwrap the gift that you've chosen for them and maybe even sacrifice something you wanted or needed in order to get that gift. Will you experience unspeakable joy if you're the giver in that moment? Your love has motivated you to give up something of your own to bring joy to someone else. Well, that's how it should be whenever we give to God. The word cheerful in scripture, uh, in the scripture that says that the love Lord's, the Lord loves the cheerful, cheerful giver has also been translated as hilarious. So the Lord loves a hilarious giver. So let's hold on to that spirit of Christmas all year as we bring our gifts to the one who loved us first and gave us the gift of Jesus. Think about, ponder on, and even meditate on the gift of Jesus. Just think about how God saw you through all time and eternity. He saw your sin. He saw your sickness. He saw your impossible situation. And he prepared the perfect gift just for you. Think of all the attention and the detail that went into that plan for your deliverance, your rescue, your healing, and your salvation. Our giving, whether it's back to God or to others, which is really the same thing because Jesus said that whenever we do it for one of his children, we've done it for him. That giving should come out of a heart of gratitude and desire to please the ultimate gift giver. So let's be hilarious in our giving this year. And I've got an opportunity for you. <laughs> um, Financial Issues has a generous donor that's offered a match. So if you give $10 now, it's really going to be $20. If you give 20, it's 40. If you give 50, it's 100. So that's called leverage in the world of finance. And you can give a gift that's leveraged right now by a generous donor. So I uh, said yesterday, you know, let's surprise Dan when he comes back on, on Friday and uh, max out that match that we have, uh, that we can take advantage of. We've got some calls here waiting. Let's go to Larry. Larry is in Texas. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Hello. Hello. I have you, Larry. What's your question? Uh, yes, ma'am. Hi. I've got uh, two young children. One is uh, eight and the other is 10. And I want to uh, invest $500 each for each child. And so I'm just trying to figure out uh, something uh, that would work. I've looked at uh, Roth RAs, index funds, and ETFs. So I'm just trying to get a little guidance. Okay. Great. I think that's speaking of giving gifts to our children, that's that's always a good one to help them plan for their financial future. So um, to do a Roth, you have to have or the, the owner has to have earned income. A Roth is a great tool because the money that you put in is after tax money and that grows and you get to take it out at some point down the road tax free. Uh, what I would recommend is just to set up an investment account. Uh, do it in your name. I don't know if you're married. Do it in your your name and your wife's name. And uh, do it as a TOD account. So that stands for transfer on death. Uh, that way, you know that this money is kind of set aside for the children, for their purposes. And if something happens to you, even if you haven't done estate planning or have a will or a trust set up, that TOD designation is going to make it really easy 
for that account to pass to the children. Now, I do recommend that you do estate planning if you haven't done that. But um, I don't know if you're, what your convictions are about biblically responsible investing. Oh, no, I'm but there. I'm there. You're there. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would do for the children is just uh, invest that money, put it in to ETFs. So an ETF is an exchange traded fund. That's what it stands for. And Timothy has a couple of great ones. So I would use, um, you, you could use, put it all into the TPLC fund. That's an exchange traded fund that, that Timothy administers. So we know it's going to be biblically responsible. Well, what was that one again? TD, TP? TP, like Timothy uh -huh. plan, LC, like large cap. And that's what it stands for. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for thanks uh, for your question. Uh, Have a great day. Uh, thank yes, ma'am. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. Merry Christmas to you. Okay, we have another call coming in from Lori. Lori is in Arkansas. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. How are you? I'm blessed. I am too. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> have a have a question. I am def I, I'm taking an option to do a diversification of part of my ESOP stock plan or stock account. Uh -huh. And um, I want to be biblically responsible with, with my son. So I know there's more that I need to dive into, you know, dive into um, for the rest of my son. But right now I'm looking at this and I wanted to know, um, is a Roth IRA where I need to put it? I want to roll it over because I don't want to do the tax. I want the tax deferred. Um, and then where do I go for the Roth IRA? To my, my bank uh, or whoever has, I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's my question. <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. So uh, a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA or just a regular investment account, any of those types of accounts can be opened at most banks or credit unions or uh, online brokerages or, you know, if you choose to do a financial advisor. So what I would be careful of is wherever you set it up, there's always going to be somebody there that wants to offer some advice and to help unless you go direct and do it online and use the, the strategy to do it yourself. So you mentioned wanting to be biblically responsible. Yes. Being biblically responsible is not a hard thing to do. If you're a partner, Dan lays it out and tells you exactly how to do it, even tells you what to invest in. If okay. you're not following the strategy, it is a little bit more challenging because there's screening that has to be done. Um, mm -hmm. The problem with most mutual funds and ETFs that are out there is that they just don't screen. So less than 10% of publicly traded companies fail one of the screens that we're trying to avoid for abortion, pornography, LGBT agenda, and those things. And so that means that 90% of publicly traded companies out there are a little bit more than 90% are okay to invest in. But like I said, the problem with, with most funds and ETFs is that they don't screen. So they inevitably end up with at least some of the stocks that are not biblically responsible. So I would urge you to go to a discount brokerage and set up your account there that you can set up okay. any of those types of accounts that you want to set up. So if you're going to do a Roth or a traditional IRA, 
you have to have some earned income. So, you know, you have to have money from a, a, a job, a W-2, money from a business, the 1099 or something like that. So if yeah. you have, have that, then you can, um, then you can contribute to either a Roth or a tax deferred account. The way that you decide okay. is that a Roth account, you're not going to get any tax, tax deduction for or tax break right now. Um, but the money that is in the Roth account is going to grow and you're going to be able to use it tax-free down the road. I'm in the camp. I believe taxes are going to be higher in the future than what they are today. So if you're not in the highest tax bracket now, probably makes a little bit more sense to do the Roth. Um, if you're in a very high tax bracket, one of the highest tax brackets right now, then you could, and you have earned income, you could put it into that traditional IRA and get the tax deduction now. So not going to okay. totally avoid taxes altogether. Um, yeah. Really no way to do that. <laughs> okay. But, um, you know, those are, those are the options. And I, I hope that that helps a little bit. It does. It does. And I am going to check into uh, to partnership. Um, I need, I need true guidance. Um, so, and okay. I appreciate, I appreciate what y'all do. Um, I've, I'm a new listener uh, this year. So I've, <clears throat> I just appreciate all that you do. Well, thanks for calling, Lori. We are coming up against the end of this hour. The next two hours are going to be best of financial issues. So we're going to be signing out today. That's the end of it for us. Be blessed. Walk in the favor of the Lord. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production.